Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Intuitive Engineer Podcast, where we divinely create the life we love by connecting our challenges to our purpose. I'm your host, Max, serving you with endless ideas and possibilities for your mind, body, and spirit. Let's glow. Let's glow. Let's glow. Let's glow. Welcome and thank you for tuning into Thai Podcast. Today's guest is a big believer in living life with intentionality. If she's learned anything, it's that accidental success is a myth. Decisions determine destiny. She's an author of three books and one in the making. She's a popular blogger of AllieMcJoy.com. She contributes to the Houston Moms blog where she hosts a virtual book club. She's married to her best friend and they live in the Houston area where they raise four boys and one precious little girl. When she's not writing or picking up kids from school, She'd like to be reading, singing, laughing, napping, traveling, or learning something new. But in reality, she's probably grocery shopping, cleaning something, or telling her boys to stop fighting. She will also be the first to tell you that she is not even close to being perfect, but she's giving life her best shot, one jam-packed, joy-filled day at a time. Without further ado, please help me welcome Alyssa McClure. Hello, thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Definitely. How are you? Great. It's a little chilly here and that is rare for Houston. (laughs) Yeah, how cold is it right now? Right now it's probably 70, so I'm like, oh, boo-hoo, but (laughs) it was like 50 this morning. That's cold for spring, you know. That's cold for Arizona too. (laughs) Everybody's pulling out the puffy coats. Yeah, we don't right. That. Where's the pants? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need more pants, mom. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here. I like to start out with a few questions that I ask my guests. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Central Florida. I say I was surrounded by orange groves because that's pretty true. Just right in between Orlando and Tampa, right in the middle, heart of Florida. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> that's why I don't like the cold. <laughs> You're so used to the warm weather. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite quote? I have three that I love, love, love. I put them on the front of my blog because I love them so much. I was trying to narrow it down to one. Thanks for giving me a heads up on that one because I'm bad at picking favorite things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I really love quotes. I decided my favorite of all is one that's resonated with me for probably like 15, 20 years. I love it. It's from a book written by Patricia Holland and she says, We must have the courage to be imperfect while striving for perfection. Mm. Man, and I love it. Because, you know, a lot of times when we think about imperfection, we think weakness, right? And we think like, oh, if people see my imperfections, then I'm less than or I'm inferior. And so recognizing that there's strength in being imperfect and letting people see that, that's a game changer for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's so powerful too, to even begin to recognize that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. So who's your inspiration? Oh gosh. I'm inspired by people all the time. I love to hear people's stories. I don't know. I just am amazed by people all the time. I think humanity is my inspiration. Everybody's living their best life, doing the best they can with what they've got. You know, you sit down with somebody and you hear their story. Man, you can't walk away without feeling inspired. You know, when you get to know somebody, I'm inspired by my kids. I'm inspired by my husband. I'm inspired by my neighbor. You know, <laughs> Of course, my mom is a rock star. But, you know, I just think when we take the time to get to know somebody, we're inspired. Definitely. <laughs> 
So what's a crazy but true fact about you? I was trying to think about this and the only thing that I could think of is we struggled. We weren't able to have kids right away. It took us several years. And when we finally did, we went from zero to three kids in 15 months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had this long stretch of quiet and then bam. And then our fourth son was born when our twins, our oldest, were three. It just turned four like a few months after our fourth son and then um, our number five, our baby girl. Yeah. A little crazy so in our house. Four kids under three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had three under two for quite a while, and it was a little nuts, wow. you know. That is crazy. And beggars so can't be choosers. <laughs> we took what we got, and we were grateful for it. You are grateful. <laughs> I love it. What is something out of your comfort zone? Dancing. I am a terrible, <laughs> terrible dancer. <laughs> oh, it's true. I'm bad. <laughs> oh, everybody can learn, right? I don't know. I think there's seriously a mental block in my brain. I cannot make what comes in my head happen in my feet or my hips or my, I can't. <laughs> I admire anybody who can because I do not have that skill. <laughs> oh man. I was trying to do Tai Bo in college and my roommate was, girl, come here. <laughs> Let me help you make my feet move and my hands move at the same, it was, it was a mess. Oh no. <laughs> train wrecks, it's true. <laughs> Coordination is not my jam. Well, you have other gems, so let's talk yes. about those. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. You are an author. Yeah. Let's start there. So what was your first book that you wrote? The first one I wrote was a children's picture book called Anais's Adventure, which is a lot of fun. I actually never intended to publish it. I wrote it as a present for my nieces and nephews. It's just trying to think out of the box. What could I give them as a gift? When we had our fourth son, I have two brothers and a sister. Within three months, they all had a boy. We all had these baby boys who were the same age. And so I was like, oh, I know about where my kids are school-wise and stuff. So I'm going to make this book for them. I ended up buying blank books and drawing it all out four times <laughs> and sending them. Of course, I was late. So they got it after Christmas. I tried my best. And my brother and my sister were like, hey, my kids love this book. They're reading it every day. You should really publish it. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> I let a couple more months go by and then I was, okay, sure, I'll do that. Of course, I didn't even keep my originals that I sent as gifts, so then I had to recreate it again. <laughs> and I scanned them in and went from there. Doing it, I realized, you know, how much I really loved it and I couldn't stop. That's amazing. And you did all of the illustration too? Yeah, in my first book I did. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm the world's greatest illustrator because I am not. <laughs> but it was fun. And for what it was, they were just doodles and it was, it was fun. So in my second book, I hired an illustrator. I left it to somebody with way more skill. All right. Well, what inspired you to start writing? Well, you know, I was an English major. I have a degree in English. So I always wanted to, but I was kind of a chicken. I'm not gonna lie, I was afraid. And so I actually thought that I would take a creative writing class while I was in school. I mean, I was an English major. That's like anybody could take that class, right? And I just kept putting it off. And so I finally got to my you know, senior year and I hadn't taken it. And I thought, well, I'll take it when I do a master's program. And I didn't, I graduated with an English degree without doing any creative writing classes and life changed. I taught for a lot of years. I hadn't really done a whole lot of you know, creative writing at all. I got to a point where I was starting to feel something was missing, almost getting burned out. 
I read this great book called The Burnout Cure, and one of the things that she talks about is this idea of finding things that you love when you were younger and bringing them back into your life. And I was like, what did I used to do? <laughs> and I remember when I was little, I used to carry around a notebook and make up stories all the time. And I thought, okay. And so I actually reached out to the university where I graduated and sent them a letter and applied for a scholarship to go back and take a creative writing class, even though I didn't when I was there, and they awarded me the scholarship. And so I took this creative writing class when my fourth son was like two-ish, right after I had stopped teaching at a community college. While I had a year to finish the class, and while I was taking the class, I found out I was pregnant with my little girl. I thought, you know what, this was perfect timing because I never would have signed up for a class if I'd known I was about to have another baby. But because I'd already signed up and I got the scholarship and I was like, well, I'm not wasting that. It really pushed me to do it and then kept writing from there. That's awesome. And your first book, definitely, I feel like that pushed you mm -hmm. to publish it and everybody around you is encouraging that to yeah. publish it and put it out there. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. It was good. So what are some of the challenges you face when writing? So right now, I have just written a middle grade novel. I am on like my third set of revisions. It gets hard where you're trying to make your story just right, which I think is impossible. Nothing's ever perfect, you know? And so every time I read it, I'm like, oh, I could do this. Oh, maybe I should do this. Oh, I should. And it's really hard to just say, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and just stick to one thing and go in that direction and trust it. It's really hard. I just printed my most recent copy, spiral bound it, printed it with the notes from my editor so I could focus and knock out this next set of revisions. Whew. Oh man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> How long does it take? You know, every book is different. This one has been a labor of love. It's like 35,000 words. You know, it's a middle grade novel, so it's not super long, but a lot longer than a picture book. A picture book's like 700 words, you know? <laughs> like, right. It's not that many. <laughs> I've been doing picture books for a while. I was starting to get comfortable, but now doing something totally different, I'm out of my comfort zone again, and it's not comfy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting, though. What is the new book about? Ooh, I'm excited about it. So it's a boy who is in Houston during Hurricane Harvey, and his house floods and so he has to evacuate his home. A big part of that is the beginning where they're getting out of their house and going through the water and everything. It's crazy. But they get in their boat and realize they forgot something and he jumps out of the boat like teenage boys do without thinking. Gets taken away into the water and he crashes into a historical marker. This historical marker is a big part of Houston history that most people know nothing about. He comes to learn a lot about this piece of history through his experience when they get him back to the shelter where they stay. And <laughs> in a nutshell, that's kind of what happens. And it deals a lot with racism and some different things that happen through history and through his experience. I love your imagination. <laughs> creative. I can't wait to read it. Yay! I'm excited for you to read it. <laughs> That's awesome. You said you taught, right? Which grades yeah. did you teach and for how long? So I taught eighth grade for a couple of years until, <laughs> actually till the day that I went to the hospital to have my twins. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy story for another day. I left middle school teaching and then I thought, oh, I'll just stay home with my kids. 
I think my twins were like seven or eight months old when I took a job teaching night classes at our community college. And so I started teaching night classes at the community college and I did that until the week before our fourth son was born. So all through that nutso time, I was teaching classes at the community college to adults, which was a big change for middle school kids, but a lot of fun. Absolutely loved it. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to slow down because I had four kids at home. Nobody was in school yet. And I thought, I'm just going to, you know, take it a little easier. And I went a couple weeks after I had our fourth son and then my friend was writing about teaching online classes for people in China. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. So yeah. here I am, fresh, having this new baby. And I thought, I want to try that. So I reached out to this friend and she put me in contact with somebody and I started teaching online ESL classes to people in China, which was fun. And I did that for a few years. I actually just stopped my last classes with people in China maybe six months ago. It's kind of crazy, oh, yeah. but I loved it. That was so much fun. I learned so much about China and I didn't realize how much I didn't know. Does that make sense? Like I just had no yeah. idea that I was completely clueless about China. So that was so interesting. Yeah, I recently started some more fun, not English grammar classes on my blog. I started it as a year long course. So I have a bunch of subscribers who are following me through the year. The last book I wrote, it's called Joy On, 10 Ways to Add More Joy to Your Life. And so the course actually walks you through each month we're focusing on one of those 10 ways. So that's been a lot of fun each month we're focusing on something different and probably in the next month or so, those are gonna launch as individual modules. So if somebody wants to just do one of those focuses, they can sign up and do that. That's cool, I've seen that. <laughs> and I was gonna ask, you know, you teach online courses, Thanks for answering yeah. that question. Oh, look, I'm ahead of the ball. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're fine. So would you go back to teaching in a classroom or do I you love like, it. found your path with writing? Yeah, I wonder this all the time. Right now, I'm like, well, my decision, I don't have to make it yet because my little girl's only three, but that day will come and I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I'll go back part-time just because I really love it. I love being in the classroom. I love those light bulb moments when you see your students get it and you're like, yes, maybe. I don't know. I love what I'm doing right now and I love writing. As long as I can keep doing both, then I probably will. Now I am enjoying teaching these little courses the way I am and we'll see if I keep doing that. Yeah, it could turn into something big. Yeah. Do you have any other ideas for other books? Oh, yes. All the time. <laughs> uh, I just had a random idea the other day. I was like, okay, let me put that in. I've got like six ideas. And what's funny is when you're in this part of a project where the book is written and you're really just editing, every other project looks so much more fun. <laughs> like all I really want to do is write something else because the hard work is right here right now. And I know it. My brain's like, but this is more fun. You could start. Right. <laughs> That's too hard. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> the tough part. So how do you manage? You have five kids and a husband. That's probably like six kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. No. Actually, my husband's so busy. He coaches football, basketball, and track. Most of the mm -hmm. year, he's not. <laughs> he's so busy. And yeah, then church things. And mm -hmm. so how do you manage that with the kids, with writing, with your online courses? I don't know. You know, I'm a big, big, big list maker. I just try to make sure I'm writing stuff down. There's a really great program called Learn Do Become. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's awesome. And she talks a lot about mind organization. 
I've tried a lot of their principles and things. Uh, she bases a lot of it off of the book, Getting Things Done. It's a great book. When I first heard of her, I was like, well, let me read her book first. She just kind of incorporates that into more of a woman's life. Just somebody like me, my office is in my house, my work is here, how I can make the things that he talks about in the corporate world work for me in my life. I think that helps a ton. My kids are awesome. I think I won the kid lottery. <laughs> That's probably how I can survive every day, I guess. I don't, you know, I really honestly think though, there's something to be said for doing something you love. Really, when I started writing, it was just as an escape, you know? I wanted to do something that I loved to do and I didn't care if anybody else ever even read it. You know, I just wanted to do it. And I think when we give ourselves the time to do those things that bring our hearts joy and help us feel fulfilled, it gives us that mental space and that ability to do the other stuff we have to do. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of want to go back to you talking about the principles on how to manage in the corporate world and in life. And it is, it's totally different for a woman yeah. than it is for a man. Yes. You know, we all want equal rights and we all want to do the same job. But in all reality, yeah. the women, <laughs> mm -hmm. we do, we have different tasks and we have different responsibilities than men do. Yeah. So our daily lives are going to look different than men, even if we have to run yeah. a company, even if we have to have an office at home mm -hmm. and a man has one at home also, it's totally different than a woman. So different. Yeah. So I love how you brought that up, how you incorporate his principles, but as a woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're different. Because it's and so we... important for women to hear that too. And, and men too. You know, I, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers and they're just like, get up and go, get up and do it. Yeah, that's fine for a man and he can totally get up and go. Mm -hmm. For women, it's like we have to get up and get five other people up. Yes. And yes. get five other people to go. <laughs> and what stinks is at the end of the day, you know that it all reflects on you. The men don't feel that same pressure. Oh, it's because their dad didn't do blah, blah, blah. No, they're going to say, oh, their mom didn't wash their clothes. Or, oh, their mom didn't help them clean their room. Or, oh, their mom didn't make them a healthy dinner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's exactly. all this pressure on the woman to make sure that all these things get done right. And I think a lot of times, women, we do it to each other. On the Houston Moms blog, I've had a lot of opportunities to talk with other moms. And they'll be like, you know, feeling this judgment, you know, that women are judging them. And, oh, and they are. <laughs> It's painful. <laughs> and they are. And it needs to stop. Because it does. It's we, debilitating. We're all living the same life, different struggles. Yeah. Right? But it's similar. We can yeah. all relate. And I feel like a lot of anxiety and depression comes mm -hmm. from those judgments. Yeah. And those feelings of I'm not enough. I can't do everything. So thank you for bringing that up. Yes. <laughs> if there's one piece of advice you could impart on the audience, what would it be? I'm gonna say this because I just had this thought last night. We are all in different seasons in our own individual lives. Don't beat yourself up for where you are and what you're doing. Just do the best that you can. I was talking to a friend last night who is having a really hard time. Her marriage is in a bad place. She's been trying to work through this since November and she took two days off of work and is just trying to get things together. And, you know, we were just talking, you know, I was telling her about this blog post idea I had about this children's book. I, have you ever read Mary Poppins, the actual book? 
No, I have. Yeah, I hadn't until I read it with my daughter. So anyway, I just was telling her I read it, and there's this chapter where Mary Poppins tells the story of a cow who is a normal ladylike cow, and she does her thing, walks around, never leaves her field, is really, really traditional, conventional, just stays there with her baby, like always, you know, very consistent, never leaves. And one day, a star falls on one of her horns and gets stuck, and this star makes her dance. And she dances all over the place and she can't be still and suddenly she's all over the place. She can't stay in her field anymore. After a long time of this and she's getting all this attention and she feels so like, oh, this isn't who I used to be. So she finally goes to the king and the king says, oh, here's the problem. You have a star stuck on your horn. And so he gets some workers to come in and take the star off. So she goes back to her field and she goes back to her normal life. And then she realizes she misses all of the things that she experienced along the way. And I was talking to my friend about this and thinking, you know, how often we think that we have to do this one confining thing, you know, and how liberating it is when we realize we can try lots of things. My friend said, you know, that's a great idea, but I'm so tired right now. I don't want to do one more thing. And it took me back. <laughs> Sorry, this is like a story inside a story inside a story. It took me back to when I had just had my third son. So all my kids were under 16 months and I was exhausted. And my friend sent me this email and said, hey, I want to present at a women's conference and here's my idea. Will you just listen to this and tell me what you think? I was like, yeah, sure. So her whole platform, her whole thing was about how just a couple simple things a woman does in a day can change the world. And it was just things like write a letter to your senator or sign a petition or anyway. I wrote her back and I said, I love this. And I agree that any woman could change the world, but some days I can't even change my clothes. And that's what right. I said. I said, I would come to support you because I know you would do a great job. I said, but I don't need to hear this right now. <laughs> and she was like, she didn't appreciate my email. She didn't write back to me. But when my friend was saying this to me last night, I was like, oh, yeah, I have been there. I know what that feels like. And I think sometimes it's okay. Like, we don't have to do everything right now. There are seasons, there are times, and there are times when we are maxed out. And during those times, we're doing the best we can with what we've got, but they're not forever, you know? And to just hang on through those times because they're not forever and we can push on and do those other things that our heart desires uh, when we have the capacity for them. Right. <laughs> yep. And just like seasons, you know, they come and go. Yeah. So they're here for a little while and then they leave and then the next season comes in. I love that. Thank you. So what can we expect to see Allie McJoy? Do you like to say Allie McJoy or? Yeah, you know, my husband kind of made that up. I was trying to think of a blog name for the longest time. And, you know, I had things like chocolates in my purse. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, what, what's identifying me, you know? And yeah, I do always carry chocolate in my purse. So I thought that was a safe bet. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> He was like, what about Allie McJoy? And my name's Alyssa McClure and my family calls me Allie. So he was like, that would work perfectly. And I was like, why? And he was like, because you're the happiest person I know. And I was like, hey, if my husband, who's around me all the time, even through the crazy, if he can say that, then I feel validated. So I'll go for it. <laughs> right. I love that. Okay. So what can we expect to see Allie McJoy accomplish this year? Well, my hope is that I'm selling this book this year. Yeah, I'm on the hunt for an agent. 
we're hoping to get them published. It's a long process. I'm uh, hoping I can, you know, at least start getting some interest, you know, get it sold and get it in the works because usually that takes a while before it gets anywhere. So yeah, I'd like to get that book under contract and start working on the next one. Yeah, I have a couple picture books that I really, really, really want to do, but I'm not letting myself mess with them until I'm sure my brain's been simmering them. They're going to be great when they go. <laughs> But um, I'm excited. Yeah, I think yeah, that that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for the book to come out. Great. So if you could just share with everyone what books you have out, um, your well, blog name. Yeah, come visit me anytime. My author website's just alyssamcclure.com. A-L-I-S-S-A-M-C-C-L-U-R-E.com. And it lists all my books, but Anaisa's Adventure is my first book, and it's just on Amazon. My second book was done by a little press. You could order that one anywhere. It's called Augie the Otter, and it's a fun little book. My third book is just one I compiled for my blog readers, and I just thought I'd put it out there for the universe. And it is Joy On, 10 Ways to Add More Joy to Your Life. Yeah, that one is just on Amazon. I'm trying to put a print copy together that will have some spaces where you could journal inside of it. And I'm on Instagram at Allie McJoy, Pinterest at Allie McJoy, Facebook at Allie McJoy. Easy to find. Awesome. Well, go look her up, buy her books on Amazon and AllieMcJoy.com. You can find them on there. Subscribe to her newsletter right you have a newsletter on there yeah yeah she has her online courses thank you so much Alyssa, for oh, coming on for and sharing your story and just being a part of my podcast so thank you so much sure i'll come back when this book gets published and we'll celebrate yes <laughs> we'll do a follow-up on the book so Yay. it'll be good yes thank you so much <laughs> thanks for having me